Okay. I'm going to ask you questions. You got to think on your feet and answer quickly. Can I sit? Sure. What is your favorite sport to play? Baseball. What is your favorite sport to watch? Baseball. This is going well. We've got a lot of variety. What is your favorite professional game you've ever been to? That is tough. You could do two. Drag racing, drag strip racing. I did not see that one coming. Okay. That's <laughs> like, what? Um, Why did you like that? Uh, we got, I got to stand right beside where they take off and it was the smell, the feel. It's like somebody literally took a baseball bat and hit me on the chest. That sounds so fun. Well, it really was. <laughs> I mean, it was, it, it just takes your breath away because all the power and it's just, it was cool. An amazing experience. Okay. Um, and baseball. Okay. If you had to pick one food to eat every day for the rest of your life, what would it be? He is deep in concentration mm. here. Oh, gosh. Can it be a snack like a ding dong? That's what you're going to eat every day for the rest of your life. <laughs> I don't, I like, I like pizza. I like tacos. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Since when do you like pizza? I like pizza. I, we eat it all the time. Well, only because we all like it. Well, I like it too. Okay. Okay. Um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have guessed that one either. Look at all this 25 it, years of marriage. I'm learning all kinds of things. <laughs> okay. That, that pizza is your final answer. I, I guess. I mean, I eat anything. So, I mean, I'm, there's not many things I push away. Okay. What is your favorite Starbucks drink? Java. He's looking at Ryan. Java chip. Okay. So tell everybody uh, how a you frozen, usually. It's a frozen drink. Frappuccino. Because the Starbucks are dark coffee, and I'm not a real dark coffee drinker. I like my coffee a little bit lighter. So normally when we say, hey, we're going to Starbucks, what does everybody want? What do you do? I'll take what Ryan gets. Yes. You look at Ryan and say, what are we getting? Okay. okay. Um, what is your favorite type of music? <laughs> everybody doesn't i like the oldie the like 80s 70s 80s um country music uh, i think 80s. some of that's even 60s who don williams i like don nobody else likes don in the shop but everybody's uh, most of the people probably googling who don williams is because most people probably right won't like you you broaden all of our music horizons definitely the teenagers don't know who don williams is the only reason the the guys do is because of you Uh, maybe okay here's a question do you make new year's resolutions Mm. (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't i'm (laughs) hudson's over here whispering he does he does i do okay Oh, okay. the sh- my sugar, my sugar, I say diet. Is it, was it a diet? <laughs> just helping me out here. So I went on a sugar, quote unquote, sugar diet where I wasn't going to eat any sugar. And that lasted. Everybody gave me heck for it because, oh, it's not going to last. And I thought, oh, I could do this. I could do this. And it lasted. Help me out. Two weeks, three oh, weeks. You made it a month. Did I make it a month? Sarah was the one that ruined it for you because she made cupcakes yeah, she made for cupcakes Jordan's birthday. And I said, I'm out checked out and then I started the cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't see results. So I I don't know. I wanted to maybe not lose weight. I wanted to feel better, 
probably lose some weight, yes. But in a month, I couldn't tell it. So I'm like, heck with this. Because there's sugar in everything. Two weeks in and we said, have you lost any weight? And you said, you don't know. And Ryan's like, what do you (laughs) mean you don't know? And he said, well, what did you weigh when you started? And what do you weigh now? And you're like, I don't know. I didn't weigh myself. So it was a little. Is it getting hot in here or is it just me? (laughs) You guys are all ganging up on me. Okay. Tacos or pizza? I like both, but we eat more pizza, but I, I'd like a good taco. I'm pro- probably pizza if I had to choose. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. French fries or chips? French fries or chips. Depends on what kind of French fry. I like the real thick French fry. So if that, it's that, I'll take French fry, but if not, I'll take chips. Where's your favorite place to get French fries from? Wherever I could get them real thick. And you don't know? I don't know. Okay. Because I like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the real thin ones, which is Freddy's and... Mustard or ketchup? Mustard, for sure. Okay. Um, if you're going to the varsity, would you get a hamburger or a hot dog? Chili cheese dog. Okay. Would you rather have Pepsi or Coke? Pepsi. Sorry, Atlanta. But Jordan will be proud. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite animal? Dog. Oh, I already asked you that. I think maybe. I don't know. Not no. Not, not. What if you had to do like a zoo animal? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Lion. Hudson's helping me. A tiger. Would you rather? <laughs> um, would you rather go to the beach no. or to the mountains? Mountains. Okay. All right. Do you like roller coasters? No. Do you like to read a book or watch TV? Watch TV. When's the last time you read a book? <laughs> I I take I did read Casey's book. Oh, that's right. So <laughs> <laughs> And Casey Ross, who is our pastor, is going to be very proud mm-hmm. that you put that in. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Okay. So everybody was wanting to get to know you a little bit better. Is there <laughs> anything I should have asked that I didn't? That really helps them get to know you. You think? I don't think anything. I don't know. You were asking the questions, not me. All right. That's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. See ya. Welcome to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. This is Ben. And I'm Jackie. If you have followed us along on social media or here on the podcast, you know we are big Kansas City Chiefs fans. Right, Ben? Absolutely. We were so excited when they won the Super Bowl. We are not like bandwagon fans. We have no, we've not. been through all those hard years of losses. But through the as I said before, through the Marty Schottenheimer years. Yes, yes, yes. But a few years ago, we got Coach Andy Reid. Absolutely. Game changer. Between him and Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, it was a game changer for us. Well, why am I talking about this? Because we are so excited for our guest on today's podcast. Today's podcast, I have joining us Crosby Naylor. Did I pronounce that right, Crosby? Yes. Okay, good. So... I am excited. First of all, I've gotten to know her and she is an amazing person. The way I got to know her is by finding out she is 
Andy Reid's daughter. Crosby, welcome. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So tell all of our listeners, I clearly, I I did the highlight of your Andy Reid's daughter, but you are so much more. Tell us all about yourself. Okay. So a little bit about me. I, like you said, I'm Andy Reid's daughter. So I don't know very much different. It's so interesting (laughs) when people are like, oh my gosh, you're Andy Reid's daughter. Do you have dinner with the players? And do they come (laughs) over to your house? And and I'm just like, no, I don't. I was curious about that. (laughs) Right. I'm just so sorry to disappoint. But, but I do, you know, love obviously going to the games and being a part of that family. Aside from that, I'm a singer-songwriter. I've always performed ever since I could remember. I am a single mom to three beautiful babies who have autism, which is what drew me and made me uh, contact y'all. Yep. Is because I was like, oh my gosh, Jordan is amazing. She's so smart. Like, I love her smile. I love her light. And um, I am going to contact them, especially after I heard her go- say, go Chiefs. And I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> what did she just utter from her mouth? <laughs> like, what just happened, you guys? So immediately I contact my mom. I'm like, mom, do I have permission to tell these people that I am Andy Reid's daughter? <laughs> because this is so amazing on so many different levels. And I just ordered a shirt, too. I'm like, I have to do it. She said, you can do it so Aww. I did <laughs> and here I am so that's just a short condensed yes. version of myself yes um you have an amazing story and tell us how old your beautiful children are my oldest is six years old and then I have and that's twin Canyon Canyon James Canyon. is okay. the oldest yep and then we have Riker, baby A. Yep. And then baby B is Rylan. So Riker William, Rylan Elizabeth. And um, I love saying their full names just because they have such meaning. So, yes, that is very cool. I don't know if I've ever told you this in any of our exchanges, but Ben is a twin. So, Michael. how many minutes are you apart from Seven your brother? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. And so Ben's mom did not know she was pregnant with twins. She had Nate, the older brother, and then was like, I think there's another baby. And sure enough, seven minutes later, Ben entered the world. I guess it was back in the rock ages where you don't have the ultrasounds unless there's something wrong. And I don't think my mom had anything. What a surprise. Good pregnancy, I guess. Yes. Can you imagine? Yes. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Here I come. Uh, <laughs> that's quite the surprise. Yeah. Yes. So, so we'll get into all of the stuff about our kids, but I want to take yeah. listeners back to that moment that like you and I connected. So I was just, it was a Monday morning. I'm checking emails and Sarah's desk is a couple of desks down from me. And she was like, um, Andy Reed's daughter emailed you. And I was like, whoa, 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 back up. What? And I mean, it was the talk of the shirt shop all morning long. We were so excited uh, because like for us, you said you made that instant connection to us because you see Jordan and you see hope and beauty. 
And we saw that connection with you. We were like, uh, we have made it in life when we, you know, you reached out to us. So then, you know, you and I started texting back and forth. You, you sang Jordan, happy birthday in a video and your voice is absolutely gorgeous. So it has just been such a neat experience. I think for both of us. Um, Oh yeah. But it, you know, it really has been. And so, you know, it's just one of those, I thought, you know, I wonder if she'll come on and, and do a podcast with us. So I am just, you know, really grateful that you're on here. Tell us a little bit more about your kids, the differences. We often say, you know, if you know one child with autism, you know one child with autism. Is that, are your children very different? Do you see similar things? Tell us a little more. So I'm so grateful you asked that because they are all on a different spectrum. And I want whoever's listening to truly listen to these differences because um, I think it's important to educate people so that there's not just one stereotype of Mm -hmm. autism. Canyon didn't talk until almost three years old. Okay. And when he did, he had a lot to say, which would indicate that he had all that all along, but couldn't, couldn't put it together. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, He was diagnosed when he was two and the way that they, explained it to me is that he needed there's support substantial support and then like very substantial he needed very substantial support now it's just substantial yeah um which means aba therapy which is a behavioral therapy for autistic children mm-hmm. um to kind of get a, a head start and and uh progress according to whatever they will Um, respond to with that treatment is how I was explained. It's all up to them and what they are going to respond to um, as far as progress goes with ABA therapy. So he did that. He also did infant toddler services, um, which is early intervention when he was like about 18 months Um, with the twins. um, We had them in early intervention um, due to the fact that Canyon had already been in it. Right. Um, and so Rylan, mm, let's start with Riker. Mm-hmm. Riker was diagnosed and he needed very substantial support and he still needs very okay. substantial support. Mind you, they're 20 months apart from Canyon. Mm-hmm. So they're not that far in age. But yet Canyon's progressed way more than Riker. Riker is progressing amazingly. However, he will still need very substantial support um, going into kindergarten. Okay. Um, the other day, um, Rylan and her ABA <clears throat> therapist um, sat me down and said, you know, your daughter is not showing very many signs of autism anymore. Um which makes me happy um, on one hand, but then it's always sad to hear that the other twin right. is not uh, there with her. Right. Um, they said 
when she goes to kindergarten, they only first see her doing speech therapy Okay, for the global developmental delay that often comes with autism, which for her is mixed receptive and expressive speech delay. Um, both twins have this, meaning if you ask them to do something, they may take it as a completely different direction because they didn't understand it. So that's there. There's way very many differences. Like Rylan's vocabulary is just off the charts. Okay. She is very high functioning. Mm-hmm. If at all, I don't know if she may have been misdiagnosed, but um, I had top notch doctors diagnose her. So I don't think so. Right. I just think that she responded to the treatments um, yeah. with ABA therapy better. Yeah. And, but one thing I'd like to point out is Riker recently has started talking, right? Yes. This past year in 2022 was when he recently started talking and just recently he goes, I love my twin, my sissy. And then he woke up one morning and I'm still in bed and he opens his door. Where is my beautiful sister, little girl? That's and for amazing. him, that's a mouthful. Absolutely. That's incredible. One thing, you know, like we probably have listeners that are sitting here listening to this thinking, that's my story, or my child hasn't found words yet, or whatever. You know, when Jordan was little, she didn't have any words until she was over the age of six. And when I think back to the years of four and five, they were so hard, um, so hard. And, you know, each child progresses at their own pace when they're ready. Or like you say, finding that right something for Jordan. I mean, we had different therapies over the years that really helped but she's made more progress since we started the shirt shop than she did all mm-hmm. of those other years. Wouldn't you oh, agree, yeah, Absolutely. Ben? No question. Um, so it's like I always want parents to feel hopeful um, because progress can happen at any yeah, age. Yeah, I mean, it can absolutely. happen at any yeah, age. 21, 18. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say the most challenging part of being a mom is? Hmm. That is, uh, for me, such a loaded question, not in a bad way, <laughs> but is. it's just like, it's, it's, it's hard like this yesterday. Um, it's just where they don't understand certain things and that's just kids in general. Absolutely. Right? But like, I think everyone can relate to that with either kids that are on their age level or have learning disabilities. Um, However, for example, Riker is obsessed with car washes, um, going through them in Mm. our car, um, and then both um, maybe making our house a car wash yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And, And my oldest going, Mom, He's spilling soda everywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean soda? So I run out of my room and I'm like, Riker, no, buddy, no. Um, He had the 
faucet sprinkler oh, on. Nice. Going. Oh, yeah. And it was legitimately <laughs> all over. It looked like a swimming pool. No dramatic. Oh no, like oh. I'm not anything. It literally looked like um, a pool. So I grabbed all the blankets and the, the towels and all the things that I can think of. Um, whereas I feel like a lot of four-year-olds wouldn't right. do that. They would find something to play with, like a toy or um, sit there on their iPad and and watch a movie. Right. And so for me, those are moments where I just have to say a little prayer. I know you guys yep. are very um, religious too, Christian. And so am I. And so I... Um, I just say a little prayer, take a deep breath, yep, and I clean it up. But as a single mm-hmm. mom, and I get emotional, yes, um, because I'm sure a lot of other viewers, you know, will have this touch their hearts too because they probably can relate. Um, it just seems like I can't leave any of my beautiful, sweet spirits from God alone for even a split second, or one will be out the front door um Mm -hmm. running in our busy street or um the other one will be coloring on my walls which has happened or Mm -hmm. like i said yesterday was a swimming pool on my floor i think so i'd say that's the most challenging that i think will touch parents that are literally walking in your exact shoes right now i also want to point that out to listeners that aren't personally touched by autism. And we have a lot of those. Mm -hmm. They listen to learn more. And I think that is a very hard concept for individuals to understand unless they've lived it or are living it. That literally for some families, and Jordan was this way when she She was young, Mm You, it's very difficult to even leave a room. So imagine, you know, as other people, as their child ages, that just naturally drifts. And, you know, if you have a neurotypical child that's developing. And so for people that haven't lived that, it is hard to understand. You you struggle to be able to leave the room with them. You struggle to be able to have food sitting out. Any of these things that people take for granted is something that in a house with individuals with autism can be a very daily struggle. Absolutely. Um, that mm-hmm. is one of the things. Hourly struggle at times. Oh, a minute. Yeah, <laughs> you know, minute like you struggle. said, yeah, you can't leave. one minute yeah, you can't. and your house becomes a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And when I. And that was the second time. The first <laughs> time he added um, detergent, like a dishwasher detergent. Oh, so uh, like. You had bubbles. Um, like you your had, Dawn dish. Yep. Bubble. Well, at least the floor was getting clean. Yes, exactly. You do have to look at those. (laughs) Yeah. So I I do that. I like, and, and you can't like come at them because with kids with autism, if you yell at them too much, like they'll shut down and they'll just completely tune you out. Absolutely. Becomes counterproductive. Absolutely. And I think the goal we end up doing as parents is trying to take those obsessions our kid has and mold them into something practical, something, you know. But in the beginning stages, it's so hard. Okay. On a lighter note, can I jump in? We're going to lighten it up a little bit. Definitely. What was it like growing up 
with having a father who was a coach all your, pretty much all your life. I mean, he's what, 25 years in the NFL coaching. What was it like to have a dad coaching NFL? You know, he's just someone that's, uh, and it's going to sound cheesy, but <laughs> he is one of my biggest heroes. Someone that I look up to just simply because he's my dad. Um, he first and foremost takes that the most serious and then comes football. Hmm. Um, so he used to do these um, like speeches that in our church, the church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints mm -hmm. calls firesides. Okay. Um, where members, non-members all come together and you speak to this crowd and he would do these called family faith and football. So he put God first and then comes, you know, your family, because if you don't put God first, then how are you going to know what your family needs? If you know what your family needs are, you know, God's going to bless you with success, with being able to provide for your family um, in a way that you hope. Yeah, that's that, great. That's awesome. Yeah, um, okay. I think we could go on talking forever. Are you okay with staying on? And we're gonna we're gonna extend oh this out into it. All righty. I was gonna note real quick. Um, it was really interesting. So growing up in football, I will say the one thing I didn't really realize what football really was to our family until he got his first head coaching job with the Philadelphia Eagles. And he took us as an 11 year old. And then my sister was, I believe nine at the time, cause we're two years apart, but she, the, he took us to the King of Pressure mall. And if anyone knows, <laughs> it's a huge mall and to go from Green Bay, Wisconsin, to like the outlet malls there to like a huge mall. It was crazy. And the first thing we saw was a Cinnabon and oh, they gave us yeah. free Cinnabons. And I said, that's so cool. We got free Cinnabons. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad goes, no, no, no. We are like everyone else. And, and I don't want you guys to ever let hmm. my job yep. get, to your head like that, where you think, oh, we can get free stuff. We get yep. special treatment. Yep. Never. And so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then really quick, um, you know, it was hard at certain points where, you know, if the team wasn't doing good, kids would say something at school. Oh. You would want to defend your dad, but you know, you need to be the bigger person. But on the flip side, we just won a Super Bowl. So it's like, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> that's my dad. <laughs> yeah, Kels. Yes. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, Chris Jones. I could go on and on. Yes. Yeah, you know, uh, Butker because he kicked that field goal mm -hmm. and yay. Oh, I can't know? imagine being his mother <laughs> in those moments. Um, you talk about stress after, I can't remember who it was that slid right there to keep us from scoring because he knew we'd have a better chance Ooh. of winning than to put all that pressure. Amazing. Yes. It's a team effort. Absolutely. You really can't just list one player. Absolutely. It really is the entire team, but that's, you know, there's so many different points of growing up in football. And so 
Yeah. Okay. We're going to keep talking for all of our listeners. This is going to wrap up today's podcast, but you make sure and listen to us next Tuesday because we're going to keep talking and we're going to fill you in next week as well. So for today, if you want to find us on social media at Summer Shirt Project, our website is BeKindToEveryone.com. Crosby, we're going to keep talking and everybody, we will hear you back again next week. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.